This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, we talked about trends of trust when it comes to leadership and management in the workforce. In this episode, we're going to be talking about conflict management in the work environment. But before we get into this episode, I just wanted to share with you something that I'm really, really excited about. And that is we opened up our very own webpage, and it's timstatingtheobvious.com. From here, you can get more information about the show and our YouTube channel and a quick snapshot of what we have going on on our Instagram account. Uh, and if you want to check out any of our social media links, they're in the description below. But there are two other important areas of our biweekly podcast I just kind of wanted to uh, bring up to, to note, right? So uh, one, in between each of our episodes that we have uh, for our podcast, we're going to be putting out a blog uh, online under the blog section. And it's nothing too crazy, just a two to five minute read of something that we're, we're thinking about or I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm talking about in relation to this episode or an upcoming episode. So that way you can get more uh, value out of what we're talking about. And then lastly, I've posted a collection of recommended uh, professional reading lists. These are all books that I have read and I'm still going through and I'm adding the books that I have read that I think are really good for young professionals, mid-careers professionals, and even senior professionals uh, who just kind of need to brush up on on some theory and some uh, content and they're really good books so I, I've posted them on there for you to take a look at so you can see what the book looks like you can get a quick synopsis of the book what's the book's about and then if you want to buy the book there's a link where you can click it and it'll take you to Amazon uh, and you can use our promo code uh, already from that link in there and then you can go ahead and, and buy the book uh, directly from Amazon. So uh, that gris, that list is growing. I try to update the website every two weeks to make sure it's current and relevant. And then also on the site, you know, if you scroll down the main page, you can see our YouTube videos that we post and you can see the latest episodes. Uh, as well. So I'm really excited about the website, really excited about growing this website uh, and seeing where it goes. Uh, it's in its infancy stage. It's still in the beginning, uh, but we've we've got the initial concept, the initial idea, and, and we've put it out there. So I'm really excited about it. Also, uh, from that website, if you want to contact me and you want to send me an email or a note, or you want to call and maybe you have a topic for the show or an idea for the show. Maybe you want to be on the show and say, hey, you know, I'm a business professional. I would like to be on your show. Hey, I would love to host you. Uh, I had a great time talking to Doug in two episodes back and it was great. Uh, so if, if that sounds like you and fits your, your wheelhouse and, and your boat, hit me up and, and we'll have a conversation and we'll chat. All right. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about crisis management and conflict management in a work environment. And so it's really important to kind of understand that one, no matter how good of a leader you are, no matter what you're doing or where you're at, anytime you have two people or more, you are bound to have conflict. And I, I've said this before, and I'll, I'll say this many times, healthy conflict is good conflict to have. 
So it's okay to have disagreements. It's okay to have differences of opinion. And you're going to have some uh, healthy level of conflict. But it needs to come from a professional place. The moment that you feel an internal emotional imbalance of turning to anger uh, because of something that's happening in the workplace, you need to kind of come to a conclusion of, is that about me? Or is it about somebody or something else that is making me have this response? And, and you know, oftentimes you can have a disagreement with somebody. You don't even have to like everybody that you work with, but you need to find a common level of professional agreeance to get along. And, and sometimes, you know, things end up in a, a blow up in the workplace and people don't get along and sometimes they do and they figure it out. So here's in this episode, we're going to be talking about ways to do kind of conflict management in relationship to crisis management and how those two can kind of work hand in hand together. Um, and, and if some of you out there are like, well, this is a leadership, you know, podcast, why are we talking about, you know, uh, conflict management? Well, because as leaders, you will be dealing with conflict all the time. You'll be resolving conflict all the time. You'll be working through conflict. Um, and the goal is to help mitigate, uh, the emotional responses that people People have and from taking it personally into doing it professionally. Uh, another uh, phrase out there is, well, don't take anything personal because nothing's personal. It's all professional. Well, if your livelihood is attached to something that you're doing professional and all of a sudden it's taken away uh, because of a conflict in the workplace, and that's very personal, right? It's hard not to take that personal. We kind of need to check our emotional intelligence on things too, right? Because oftentimes somebody's response to something is more about that person and what they have going on internally than it is about you. Uh, And sometimes it is about you. And if it is about you, then you kind of need to take that into account too, right? So we're going to be talking about proactive ways to kind of get after conflict management. So what is conflict management in the workplace? From a leader's perspective, this refers to the ability of leaders to effectively identify, address, and resolve conflicts that arise among team members or within organizational structures. It involves employing various strategies, communication techniques, and interpersonal skills to manage conflicts in a constructive and productive manner. Aiming to maintain a positive work environment and foster collaboration is the ultimate goal. Nobody wants to go into a hostile work environment. And as a leader, it's your responsibility to foster a positive climate. It's your responsibility to to foster that positive uh, work climate that people want to go to work. And sometimes you may be trying your best to foster a positive work environment and you have employees who are just going at it and you're going to have to resolve that conflict because that conflict is going to spill out over to the rest of the team, right? So here are a couple of examples of what we mean by this. So the first example is you have uh, somebody who's been with the organization for a very long time and, you know, they're, they've been working high performance jobs. They've been doing great and they're on the team and someone new comes onto the team that is not a stellar performer. That is not a high performer. And that seasoned person gets frustrated um, every time that new person struggles to produce high levels of success, right? They're producing levels of success, but it's like small. It's not very high quality. It's not very good, but it's okay. It's average. It's adequate. It gets to the point of what needs to get done. And the other person's like, wait a second, you are bringing the whole performance of the team down and I am really frustrated at you because you just suck, 
right? And so the person doesn't necessarily suck. They're just not a high performer yet because they're still learning the organization. They're learning how to do their job. They're still learning how to do things. And so that creates a conflict between the two people. And so when one person says something that also deteriorates the confidence of the other person because the other person's striving to do better work. And then the two people will just kind of butt heads, right? So that's an example of how conflict can then start from something small and arise to something big, right? So that's just a really quick synopsis of one example of how conflict can start in the workplace. Uh, another common trigger of issues in the workplace is a lack of cultural understanding. Two people come from two different backgrounds and one person doesn't understand the cultural background of the other person and they do things that might be offensive to that other person. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be hypersensitive and you know, super culturally sensitive. But if someone brings it to your attention that says, hey, you know, what you're doing kind of offends me, please, please don't do that. Then you should probably listen to that person and say, okay, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that offend you. I won't do that in front of you anymore. I won't do that uh, when you're around because I don't want to offend you, right? Be just to keep it amicable in the workplace. So, so that's another, you know, common trigger is a lack of cultural understanding. Also, a lack of seeking understanding and seeking to be right in the workplace. That is another major common trigger for conflict in the workplace. Many times you have a lot of high-performing people, a lot of uh, people who do really, really good work. You want them on your team. They're really, really good at what they do, but sometimes they always think they're right because they're high performers, right? Everything I do is correct. And sometimes they don't like to be told when they're wrong. Uh, and instead of seeking understanding of where somebody is coming from when they're correcting or challenging an idea, they seek to be right further digging in the position of where they're at. They don't want to give up a foothold of, no, 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 I can't, I can't possibly be wrong. I can't possibly be challenged on this because I'm a high performer. So no, I'm going to stick in and I'm going to seek to be right instead of seek understanding. So I think a big thing of what we need to do is make sure that we're seeking understanding first um, and that kind of helps out. So those three things right there are really the top causes for um, a lot of uh, conflict in the workplace. There's many, many more. Uh, we could talk about a whole hour and a half of, of things, but those are my top three. But how do we get ahead of this, right? So we really need to do like a risk analysis and assessment and identify within our own workspace of the our span of control, the potential issues that could arise from team building, right? So do does everybody understand the backgrounds of where everybody's at? Do we have people on the team who may be culturally insensitive to other people? And maybe we need to do some education uh, for some folks when we got new people on the team. Maybe we kind of need to do some expectation management on roles and responsibilities on who's doing what on each of the team and the level of success, what the quality of work is to reach for yes, if we do this, then this is success and anything above and beyond is great, but not required. Um, so that way we can then definitely get behind a risk analysis of what's going on in our team. Then we need to kind of like come up with a plan, right? So we've, we've identified where our potential conflict friction points are. Now we're going to come up with a plan to make sure that we understand how we're going to move forward. So sometimes we need to employ a technique of mediation. 
And that's when a leader, you know, acts as a facilitator to, you know, get in between the two of the of the team members and really talk about uh, what the problem is. Like, what is the root cause of the two of them having an issue? And then finding the common ground, proactively listen to each side's perspective and point of view and help them work through resolving that conflict. Which then really leads us in to the next step, and that's establishing clear roles and responsibilities for everybody involved. This is very, very simple and very easy, although we kind of overcomplicate everything in this situation. I think often gets overlooked, right? So if there's two parties involved in a conflict, then we have two parties that are responsible, actually three parties that are responsible uh, for resolving this conflict, right? So you have the two parties in direct conflict with each other, and then you have the mediator who's also responsible for resolving the conflict. So uh, after the conversation is had and the mediation has taken place and you come to a a set of understanding, then the roles and responsibilities uh, really come into play where you say, okay, if X, Y, and Z happens, your responsibility is to bring this to me. And if X, Y, and Z happens to you, then your responsibility is to bring this to me. And so therefore it keeps the two of them um, and their lack of emotional intelligence until they can grow and get better at that as they build the team together and gain more confidence and trust in each other. Uh, what will happen is, is now that conflict will still be there, but instead of being amongst each other, it's directed towards a third-party mediation in which they can work with both parties to help resolve future conflicts as they come up. It allows an outlet for emotions to kind of come out, people to vent, get it off their chest, and then go back to work and do what they need to do. And by, by assigning those roles and responsibilities to each everybody involved of who's responsible for what and what their left and their right limits are when a conflict occurs, de-escalates uh, the situation and kind of everybody can step back and, and backpedal from it and go, okay, I, I know there's a problem here, but we're going to work through it and it's not the end of the world. So as we talked about in this episode, Conflict happens all the time, and sometimes we need to, um, you know, manage it more effectively than other times. Sometimes we're we spend a lot of time on conflict management and conflict resolution to make sure that we weed through the issues and we treat everybody equally and fairly uh, as much as possible when resolving conflict. And so if you take some of these steps by making sure, one, we identify uh, the potential friction points and areas of which we could have conflict in our teams, we develop a clear plan of how we're going to mitigate conflict before it comes up in a negative way. And we encourage healthy, positive conflict. And then set up some form of redress uh, if one party party feels wronged versus the other party feeling wronged. And f- come up with that outlet to de-escalate emotions and tensions in the work environment. So then that way, uh, people aren't at odds with each other. And then they can direct that towards a third party uh, person so that way they can say, hey, you know, this is not my responsibility. I've I'm, I've got my role and responsibility. I'm taking it to you. I need you to do something about it. And then that third party person can then do fulfill their portion with the other people. And then, you know, we're de-escalating tensions in the workplace and fostering a better positive environment for people to work in. Because ultimately, we want to create environments where everybody wants to come to work, where everybody wants to do the best possible work that they can. And if they don't want to be there because it's negative, then we're failing our people and we're failing our organizations. Conflict is an inevitable part of life and we just got to work through it. 
And the best part to work through it is to have people talk about it and talk about it with a third person. So that way, if there's any misunderstandings in the process, we can easily handle that and, and talk about it and work through it, you know? Uh, so it's, it's not that, it's not that hard. However, we, as human beings, we overcomplicate everything. And sometimes we just bottle everything up until it comes out and it's explosive or uh, we're like, you know, a flash in the pan. We just, something hits and we get frustrated and we just blow up right then and there and the fire comes out and then, uh, you know, everyone gets burned around and then you know, there's cleanup afterwards, which is more costly in the long run uh, to do aftermath cleanup than proactive conflict management uh, throughout your team. So if you don't think about conflict management as you're building your teams and as you're working through things and then how to mitigate issues along the way, knowing that they're going to happen. Uh, you're going to end up spending more time on cleanup and aftermath uh, than you will uh, actually solving the actual problem itself. Those are just uh, my two cents on, on the topic of uh, conflict management. So as always, I want to thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. But before we go, I'd like to ask a favor of you if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two people who you might think would like this topic. And if you haven't followed or subscribed on whatever platform that you're listening to this on, please hit the alert icons so that way you know when we post another episode. I know this one's a little bit late, so if you had that alert icon turned on, you now know you're not wasting your time going back and forth wondering whether there's a new episode. If you got some value out of this episode, please leave a review and comment so we can help spread it with uh, other people who might be interested in this show and this topic but just haven't discovered us yet. Again, thank you for stopping by. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.